Hello, this podcast is sponsored by Now Alchemy. Now Alchemy is an amazing company that has formulated the most powerful substance in our body that was taken way back in the Egyptian era known as the food of the gods. Not only does it bring in balance, happiness, and increase your intuition, it decalcifies your pineal gland, which opens up your third eye. It increases your light body, allowing your consciousness and your awareness to be open and aware of everything that is going on. The high level mineral source, which we need today on our planet is so important. With the fact that the earth itself has been overturned so many times with all of the farming industries, that we do not have access to the rich Ormus that is available in this planet. And thanks to now alchemy, we do. We now have the sustenance that our body needs that is brought in from the Himalayan mountains and the Dead Sea. Ormus, which is powerful energy source that moves through your body and brings together a whole synthesis of information to every part of your body. By bringing this mineral source, you are nourishing your body at a cellular level. I love the company for what it stands for and its ethics. And it has been a sponsor of Ancient Wisdom Today podcast since the beginning. And that's why I always ask the tribe to support the sponsors who are sponsoring this show because I go through each of the sponsors with strong ethics and integrity to make sure that whatever they are bringing forth is in align to the planet and into you and for all of us so that we can grow and have health and wellness in our lives. Ormus's company spends a lot of time with advanced scientists, naturopaths, and doctors and herbalists to formulate a sourcing technique that brings in the highest quality of organic ingredients from the most mysterious and desolate countries in order to bring the magic in the bottle, which is Ormus. Now alchemy is not just for health and wellness community, but for all people seeking to become their greatest version of themselves. And I've been taking this product for many months and it has been such an addition to my shamanic love that I bring to the world. And how I bring love into the lives of people is by keeping myself healthy and happy and lifted and shifted. By bringing the highest source of minerals in my body, I am able to hold a high vibration of energy and light when doing healing work or when I'm speaking to large groups of people. And when I'm here lit and doing Ancient Wisdom Today podcasts, So I invite you to experience the amazingness of Ormus. They have so many powerful selections that you can choose from, from 24 karat gold Ormus, to Shilajit, to nano enhanced CBD, to Elysium, each bringing a different blend of energy to your body. And I honestly say, that this company is really changing the lives of people. Ever since I've mentioned them and shared them with all of the people in the tribe, I've been getting letters and letters of people's lives that have been changing. And not to mention the fact that those who have had suffered so many times from PTSD, which is post-traumatic stress disorder, anxiety, depression, confusion, fog brain, and all of these other symptoms that have been plaguing us because of the onslaught of aggressive energies on our planet, By taking Ormus, these things are cleared, neutralized, and allowing you to have more balance and groundedness in who you are, as well as enhancing your mind so that you're able to think clearly and have a stronger focus. You can get Ormus by contacting www.nowalchemy.com 
That's www.nowalchemy.com. And if you use the code SHAMAN, you'll get 11% off every purchase you make. I'm so happy, tribe, that we are putting beautiful things in our body because putting beautiful things in our body is putting beautiful things in our mind and our spirit. And that allows us to shine and radiate our truth in this world as leaders. I love you. Enjoy the share. Human beings have been sharing stories for hundreds of thousands of years, and with those stories came the emotional, spiritual, and physical knowledge of the ancients. Shaman Durek is a third-generation shaman, an evolutionary innovator, and a women's empowerment leader. He's here to bring forth the ancient wisdom of our elders to help heal and bring happiness into our modern society. We're sharing ancient knowledge in modern times in order to put the power back in people's hands. Welcome to the tribe. Hello, tribe. Welcome to Ancient Wisdom Today podcast. And I'm so happy you're on the planet. And I'm so thrilled that you are filled with light and so much love to just share with every single person that you come in contact with, because that's what it's about. It's about us going out there and being on the front line of life and sharing love with every person we come in contact with. It doesn't matter if it's the Uber driver or the person who's serving you food, the person who's opening the door for you, the person you get your clothes clean, anybody you come in contact with, get their name and say something beautiful to them and share love with them. Why? Because it inspires, it delights, it lifts and it shifts and it ignites and it brings more love and illuminates it in our world. And if anyone hasn't told you today how loved you are, I love you all so, so much. I'm right there right now, just looking at you, giving you big hugs and loving you because you're so powerful and you're so amazing. And I am so happy you're on today's share. And also what I'm very happy about is that my amazing, powerful brother, who is so amazing in everything that he does because he's such a genius when it comes to ideas and thought and conversation, not to mention the fact that he has this amazing podcast called Positive Head podcast and he is bringing the inspiration to an all-time high he brings people on from all walks of life he talks about all types of things and i have the pleasure of having him here with me on today's share so i want to welcome this amazing wonderful being brandon beecher welcome my love Oh, if I am bringing inspiration to uh, an all-time high, the the pinnacle reflection has just appeared in my in my movie uh, in the movie of my life because you are inspiring, my friend, and it is such an honor to be here with you. I am so grateful. Thank you, Brandon. So, Brandon, tell me what opened up your journey to venture into this path that you're on. How did you how did you venture into that path? Like what was the thing that moved you in that direction? It's a wonderful question. It's a question I like to start on on my show as well because 
you know, having that sort of context, where did this person come from to get to where they're at and to have, you know, to, to be on the unique path that, that they're on. And for me, you know, I grew up in a very sort of traditional, I think of the show, Leave it to Beaver. I used to watch as a kid and I think it was originally filmed way back in like the fifties or sixties, but very cookie it. cutter. <laughs> That's what I think of with my, my childhood is like in Virginia, you know, my parents, I think the only person my mom ever dated was my dad, you know, the idea of like alcohol or a cigarette was like, uh, what? What is that? You know, so it was, it was very, very good and pure. And, and of course, it gave me a lot of my foundation, a lot of love and nurturing at home. And uh, but, you know, sort of a conservative Christian ideology. And for me, you know, I just, of course, you go along with what you're taught. But it, it as I got a little bit older, uh, I, I actually went to a Christian college uh, in Tennessee, uh, and I ended up being one of the the wild kids, uh, you know, uh, smoking marijuana or going to parties. And it was very conservative school. I ended up getting kicked out uh, at one point because I'd just done too much to, to break the mold. And um, But what happened to me is I met someone, you know, soon after that who displayed some psychic ability. Uh, and intuitive ability. And I was just like, so in awe of what I was, you know, I've been raised that, you know, in this very, like I said, it's called the Church of Christ that I was raised in is very conservative, like they take the New Testament verbatim. Um, It it says in it, you know, do not add to speaking of the Bible to give you an example, it said do not add to this book, or you will be added to the plagues written in it. That's one verse. Another is sing and make melody in your heart. Well, they would construe that to mean if you add a piano while you're singing, then you go to hell. Like, I mean, it was that like insanely conservative and like taking things very, very literally. So, you know, coming from that to bumping up against someone who displayed some psychic ability, I was just so intrigued. And so I started, I started opening my mind. I started reading some books and what happened from there is I started having some experiences of my own that were, um, you know, very sort of synchronistical, magical experiences uh, in, in my own life that were val- that validated some of what I was what I was learning or reading about and experiencing around around my new friend who was you know displaying some of these gifts. And as I started unlocking this in myself, I was about twenty one at the time. It, it was like. It just all made so much sense. You know, a lot of times people talk about uh, some of these spiritual concepts not being logical. Uh, we actually talked about that when you were on my show. And, uh, and actually to me, when I started understanding this sort of painting of perspective of the ultimate nature of reality, this idea that we're all ones, an extension of the same, uh, source consciousness that creates and animates all things. And, you know, uh, everywhere I go, I'm there waiting for myself. All is vibration and I've, I've co-created it. It all just made so much logical sense. It's like, well, okay, this makes a lot more sense than sort of this idea of, uh, I think, uh, you, as you, I heard you put it, the Santa Claus and uh, it's like uh, Santa Claus and then the, the Halloween aspect is the devil, right? Santa Claus and Halloween thing that we were taught in, in, in at least in my particular denomination, if you will, of, of Christianity, it made so much more sense. Like, oh, okay, hold on. There's not some, uh, you know, white man on a, uh, sitting on a throne with a giant beard who's judging me. It, it's like, I, uh, you hear about God being love, you know, but 
I love you, but if you do this one thing, I'm going to torture you forever. It's like that didn't really add up. And this idea that we're in eternity and creating uh, creating our reality with our, our beliefs, thoughts, and, and vibration, and all is vibration like Nik- Nikola Tesla taught, right? Um, if you want to understand the universe, think in terms of frequency and vibration. So, you know, just all kind of sunk in. And, and I can only assume that it was, you know, part of my path to do the type of work that I'm doing now, helping to, uh, you know, raise consciousness on the on the planet and teaching best what I most need to learn myself and doing that in real time with people and helping to, to really ground a lot of this stuff in and, and help people to shift perspectives. I can only assume that it's because that was my path. It was just like this light bulb going off where I looked around at people around me and I would talk to anyone who would listen. I was so lit up by it. And people would either think, oh, okay, you know, you're crazy or that's very interesting and go about their daily lives. You know, this is late 90s uh, when, when this sort of awakening was happening for me. And, um, uh, you know, over time, that sort of shifted as now, uh, you know, I finally, three years ago, started the podcast to, so that my family and friends' ears could stop bleeding from me passionately talking about this stuff and I could have another outlet to to sort of share my perspectives. And, and uh, you know, I've been blessed to have a lot of people resonate and, and, you know, connect through that. Now I look around my life and it's like, just all these magical souls, you know, where in the early days, it was like, I read some books. I was so passionate talking about it. People looked at me like I was crazy for the most part. And now I look around, it's like my whole life is just filled with magical beings like you. And so it's been, that's been the journey up to this point. And it has been a a wild, amazing, beautiful ride. That is amazing story, by the way. And also, you are lit. And I love that. And the tribe definitely loves that. Because, you know, here's the thing. It's like everything that you went through on your journey, what was the eye-opener for you? This person who was able to have these abilities. These abilities mm-hmm. made you question. The questioning aspect of all things is what leads us on the journey. That's why I always tell people, like, even if you're skeptic, be skeptic, but be willing to take the journey of your skepticism. And I think that right. you did such a noble act onto yourself which becomes a noble act onto us because the fact that you were willing to take that journey and step into that space of being that skeptic who was like, oh, wait a second, how is that possible when this is what I was taught? Wait a second, light bulb, oh, question mark, question mark, okay, let's journey. And the journey begins because you were willing to acknowledge that question mark, which so many people don't want to acknowledge it because they're afraid that if they do acknowledge it, it means that they're going against a system or something that's going to happen bad to them. You literally have brought so much healing and so much love and so much wisdom and so much knowledge and profound ideas of perception into the lives of thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people by you taking the answer to that question. That in itself is so powerful and amazing. (laughs) Right. And that's like such a gift because you gave the gift of yourself to be able to love yourself enough to answer the question of what is this? And that led you on the journey. But through that, you gave to us because by you taking that journey, 
You've created this amazing podcast. You've doing all these beautiful things of sharing knowledge and wisdom with the people in this world that is just taking them to new levels of perception. And the more levels of perception, that is now multituding into, you know, more levels of openness from the people's lives that you've touched. They're touching millions of people's lives and millions of people's lives. And, and so you're, you are doing this amazing thing just by you doing that. So I just want to commend you on that and oh, say thank, thank you for you. that. Of course. Thank you. Thank you of for course. and and showing up as the beautiful reflection that you are. And it's like, that's, that is so true. I mean, it's, it's like, you know, if I can do it, anyone can do it. It's like when you understand that you're a multidimensional being that's floating in eternity and you can call in, you know, I, I always say that uh, our lives play out at the corner of free will and destiny. It's it's destined because it's all already happened. It's it, There is no time from one one perspective, right? From the other, it you have free will because there's there's uh, timelines, you know, uh, psychic uh, ability or, or, you know, intuitive ability that soon after meeting that, that woman, I, I actually went to my, and got my first reading. And the person said to me, I see you in a cold place like Chicago working in business. Well, at the time I was planning when I graduated college to move to Chicago and work for my uncle in business. So my jaw hit the floor. We were, you know, a thousand miles away from Chicago when I got this reading. It's not like it, we were in that city, right? And, and then she said, there's a whole other path in music in California. And, you know, lo and behold, uh, you know, a year later, me, I met someone from California, had a powerful psilocybin journey, magic mushroom journey, and decided I wanted to form a band. And, you know, then this person from California, oh my gosh, your music needs to be out here. And lo and behold, here, here I am. So what happened? What was that woman seeing when a, a year earlier when I was sitting in front of her? She was seeing meet, uh, as I sat in front of her, the potential realities of what this avatar, this character, Brandon Beecham, may play out uh, based off of my vibration at that moment. So, you know, that's something that I like to share with anyone I ever connect with or who hears me, you know, is like, hey, your life plays out at the corner of free will and destiny. There's, it's, it's all already happened. So including the greatest and grandest version of yourself, the most rewarding version, which is what we want to aspire to, right? Good news is, You've already been there, done that, and gotten the t-shirt in eternity, right? You want to tune into the vibration of that version of you so that, you know, no matter how remote or uh, improbable you may think it is, you know, in my case, part of my journey was as an entrepreneur, you know, starting a company on my friend's couch and wanting to manifest lots of abundance. And then, you know, my company growing from me to, you know, 100 plus employees in an Inc. 500 fastest growing private company in the US a few years ago. It's very unlikely from a statistical perspective. But when you start understanding the quantum nature of reality, it's like, well, it's not, un, it's, it's not forget about your statistics because I can just, no matter how improbable I can step into source, higher, higher self, whatever you want to call it. It is, it, it plays out every possibility that you can think of and those that you can't. So it becomes, you know, a game of understanding that you just need to get into vibrational alignment of this version of yourself that you, you, you you most want to experience the, the most joyous you know fulfilling version yes and going into the understanding of vibrational alignment because i do love that i love the sound of it i love the energy of it i just love it tell me what you feel is the way to get into that vibrational alignment mm. yeah 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 that is the the million dollar question and it's 
as I say at the intro of my show, uh, you know, we're, we're one with the source consciousness that creates and animates all things. Knowing that is one thing, putting that into practice is a whole, a whole other. And for me, for my personal path, it's been really reprogramming and rewiring my neural networks so that I, you know, it's like right now, I love having these conversations. I love connecting with someone like you because and it's why all those years prior to podcasting or having any sort of a audience or reach, I would talk about it with anyone who would listen because it's like plugging into a light socket, right? I'm, I'm, I'm now in this moment as we talk about this particular topic, I'm bathing in the vibration of this, you know, this, this high vibing way that are high. I'm, I'm viewing the world through the, the way that my, the expanded self, the higher self sees things all is happening for me, not to me. And it's happening through me, you know, because what happens when you're not tuned in, we, we, we sort of are on this roller coaster all the time, right? You have these vibrational highs and lows. And when you have a vibrational low, like, you know, a few days ago with my brother, who's my business partner, you know, they say, if you think you're enlightened, spend a few days with your, your family, right? And mm-hmm. for him, him and I, we can have these moments where, you know, a lot of this childhood stuff and probably even beyond this lifetime, things that pop up and, and, and we get into an aggravated state and have, you know, like a sort of a, a fight or whatever. And that happened for the first time in probably over a year the other day. And, and I could look back and say, Oh, okay. I was, I, I had come down off this sort of vibrational high of expanded perspective and dropped into defensiveness and agitation and disconnectedness and, and that's okay. I'll, it, it'll be served up again. So I have the opportunity to, to, to get it better. You know, the, one of the, the worst things that we can do is beat ourselves up because the journey is the goal. And I know that's, you know, that's a place that for me, having so much energy coursing through me, the, the downside of that can be agitation right? Or allowing agitation or frustration or, you know, those sorts of um, the other side of the coin, right? Rear its head. And and so just constantly, it's why I do my show five days a week. If I get up every day and I start talking about something in this way, I get up, I turn the mic on and see what flows through me, what wants to come through, what's happening in my own life, you know, and once a week I'll, I'll have a guest and it's all about them. But otherwise, that for me has worked really, really well. It's, it's you know, I say it's a daily conscious effort to maintain an elevated vibration. And, and over the last three years, of course, that I've been doing that, starting my day that way, it has of course, led to the most growth because I'm, I'm, the more I'm bathing in this sort of expanded perspective, the more it is ingrained in me, the more it becomes a part of me, the more there is, you know, and, and it's sort of healing those parts of me that, that need to be healed. So do you feel that, why do you feel that people have a difficulty getting into that space? You know, I think for, for a lot of people, it's, it's like I see in a lot of things in life, people sort of dip their toes in something and then don't fully, you always get out energetically what you put in, right? It's always this mirror. Everywhere, everything is, is, is a mirror, vibrational mirror. So I think a lot of times people, they're, they're comfortable. Uh, they still want to experience separation. They still want to experience pain. They still want to experience, you know, we all know the person who loves to talk about their illness, Right, right. Of or the the person who's they're still so uh, for a lot of people, I think you know. And, and of course, someone like myself, we we have to be careful not to try and 
force. You have people who are at different places in their journey and they still haven't necessarily found that enthusiasm. Or maybe there is a, like a, a sense of skepticism still. Like, I don't know, this is this might all be kind of woo-woo BS. I'm not sure. And so they just haven't had enough of you know, the disconnected version of themselves. And, you know, Shaman, from the, from the, uh, the highest perspective, of course, you know, it's like, okay, well, it, you know, it sources it all. The question is, what part of it all do you want to experience next? And we're all at different places in our journey. You know, the guy who's out there right now murdering or robbing someone, hey, he's at a place in his journey that I've probably been through at some point in this eternal now, right? I definitely have. And, you know, it is what it is. We can only, we can only, that's what I love about doing a podcast because it's sort of like lighting a, a torch and allowing, you know, we're all, I, I view it as we're all, you know, uh, source as a tree, if you look at it as a tree, and it's all one, and it's a vast tree beyond comprehension, but there happens to be branches with leaves on a branch that happen to be right next to each other. And so the people who are attracted to the Shaman Durek, you know, uh, podcast, it's, they're such a close vibrational match to you that, that it's, 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 they're being called in, right? Like lost to a light or whatever. And so it's the same. That's what I love about it is those who are really ready to sort of take that next step into their, the, the, the greatest and grandest version of themselves and expand their perspective. They're going to, they're going to find it. They're going to be close enough. They happen to be on the same branch and leaf. You know, we probably hatch close to, you know, if you, if you could look back, we hatch from the, the egg of source at the same spot and you are very close, you know, something like that. So, uh, that, that's sort of how I view it is, um, you know, those who are, are close match are going to be, are going to feel the call and they're going to, they're going to find it. And, and, and not everyone's there and that's okay. But thankfully there's a more and more coming online every single day. And I, I've certainly, as I referenced earlier, I, I look back to my early journey versus now. And it's like night and day with, you know, everyone's talking about this stuff now, you know, then it was like, what the heck are you talking about guy? And, uh, and all I had to, to connect with was some author who I didn't know. Right. Um, so it was, it, it has definitely been quite the, the, the vantage point to watch this, uh, unfolding of awakening happening on our planet for me. I think it's a beautiful unfolding. And I think that, you know, the more and more people begin to dive in instead of just stick their feet into the water and really just dive in. It doesn't mean they have to go to the deep end. It just means they can just like kind of wade and hold on to the side and just feel it and just get mm-hmm. into that space. I think that's a good place to be. And then when they feel comfortable to let go of those training wheels and get off the wall and start swimming out more towards the deep end, um, you know, then that's a great place to journey to as well. Absolutely. Uh, so I, you know, one of the things that always comes up for me is, you know, when we're going into this, this, this understanding of what, like, what is spirituality? If you were to, to, to look at it from your perception, what does being spiritual mean to you? Mm. What does spiritual mean to me? That's a great, I don't know if anyone's ever asked me that question, but it's a wonderful question. And what it means to me is being willing to remember re-member, come back to the parts of myself that I've had amnesia to, uh, 
Uh, and that's sort of how I view this, this 3D uh, reality is it's just like when we, you know, go to sleep at night and you have a dream and the bear is chasing you through the woods and, you know, you wake up and you're like sweating, like, gosh, I, I, I believe that bear was chasing me through the woods and was about to, to, to bite me, you know, and I woke up and I'd forgotten that I'm actually Brandon laying here in bed. And I was, I completely had amnesia to this life. Right. And, and that's sort of what's going on here. So for me, becoming spiritual is, is being willing to, to face the shadow side. You know, a lot of times there's a lot of talk of, you know, it's all love and light and, and all these things. And I, I think from the highest, uh, grandest perspective, love is why it's all happening. Right. But Love needs the darkness. It needs the contrast to mean anything, right? If it's all one and it's all love, that's the same as meaning nothing, right? So we create separation. We create perspective. We create, you can't know up without down, left without right, hot without cold kind of thing, right? And we're in the realm of duality. So, you know, becoming spiritual is in in this incarnation for me means remembering who and what I truly am and anchoring that awareness through my my physical form so that I am as aligned with navigating. It's like the, I heard it said one time, and you probably could speak to this better than I could, but I bet you'll agree that there's sort of an ongoing joke on the other side with our our, our higher selves, our expanded self, that, you know, how difficult the relationship with its human can be sometimes, right? Because it's out, of, there's, a, there's a, a misalignment. And uh, so a lot of times you come into human form and then you're seeing things through the ego self, you know, disconnected from the more expanded uh, self. And so to me, becoming spiritual is realigning so that you're seeing things through the eyes of higher self. And that is seeing everything with the filter of love, knowing even if it's difficult, it's all happening for you, not to you. And it's happening through you. And it's all happening for love. And the, the challenges are blessings and the lump of coal is a diamond in disguise. And, you know, so you, you, as you can see in, in, and behave in the way your higher self behaves, then you unlock. It's like a, the video game where, okay, you achieved that. You, you, you got that right. Now you unlock the gifts that come with it. Right. So right. to me, that's what spiritual is about, is about doing, getting into alignment with the, the expanded version of ourselves. I like that. Uh, one of the things that you had mentioned, you said that, you know, like, so like in our world, like you're saying that like lightness, we need the darkness and all that kind of stuff. Like, and they kind of contrast each other, you know, in our world, that's what we believe because of the perception of duality. But in outside of our world, there are realms of universes where light only exists. And, right, um, right. you know, and there's everything that exists. I always say like everything exists within the, within the consciousness of the divine. So it ex- everything, like anything you can, your imagination, if you could perceive like an elephant dancing mm-hmm. with a tutu, that exists as well. <laughs> yes, I totally resonate with that. And, you know, I, I think my, my feeling is, and I'd be- definitely be curious what yours is, that we're in this realm of duality so that we can actually start transmuting some of that darkness that's here. You know, I, I, I believe in this realm, we, we line up to come here because there's so much opportunity for growth in a realm where there's the friction that's created between light and dark forces, right? That duality creates, creates friction that, that allows for that further. So, so that we can transmute that darkness and propel into some of those other realms that we've, instead of just 
showing up there and, and floating in, in juicy goodness. We've actually earned our way there in a sense, which we all know when you've had the chance to earn something versus it being handed to you, it means a world of difference. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that you said it so poignantly beautiful. It's that it's understanding that the contrast of that, of that separation of that, those two polar opposites in creating that duality. The fact that we're here is to shift out of that duality into that oneness, into that space of infinite expansion. So that's beautiful. We're on this, a beautiful experience of life, right? But then we have all this media and we have all of this technology and we have all of these distractions and so forth. And it's, and, and, and also the reality of it is, is that we have to be a part of it on some level. Like we have to be a part mm-hmm. of these things that we are, uh, uh, that are being given to us to be able to interact with each other and to be able to socially communicate, share ideas and so forth. How, what would you say to people? When it comes to media, when it comes to like Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and all of these things, Snapchat and everything that you see out there, how can we use it consciously and responsibly? Wonderful question as well. Speaking, I'll, I'll speak about my brother again because he's he's close to me and and you know something instantly comes up when you ask that. You know, I was just spending some time with him uh, a few days ago uh, on a on a little family trip that we took, and he started talking about pop culture and you know, some of the ego-driven sort of stuff that is out there. And he was, he was, uh, you know, he got into the state. He's, he's at his, a place in his own evolution where he's working through, he, unlike me, I, I, everything flows through me. It, like it comes in and I, you know, for better or for worse, it's like, it, 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 it just flows right through. And, and he's someone who really holds things in to, you know, and can kind of stew and hold on to anger and some of these types of things. And he started talking about pop culture. And, you know, he's very, he's a very talented musician, very sophisticated in his music taste and things like that. And he started talking about popular music and like, just with like this almost seething anger about how nauseating it is that it's so shallow. And, you know, I'm like looking at him and I'm like, Ryan, like, dude, you got to understand this is like for you to be the sophisticated artist who, who represents something that really has deep meaning and, and, and all these things, you, you need that contrast we were talking about earlier. So these people, they're where they're at on their journey. So those that are using platforms to promote superficiality, which is a lot of that sort of stuff going on, those that are, you know, are creating music or art that is like all about ego gratification and and whatever, that's where they're at in their journey. And, and in order for them to come out the other side, they they need to journey through that. So, and thankfully for you, if, if everyone was just like you, wouldn't it be awfully boring? They give you that contrast so that you can be the beautiful inspired artist, right? Who actually has depth and meaning to, to the art that you produce. So if you can all listening to this say, okay, I'm going to use, uh, you know, and, and any of that agitation or things that arise when I see that, you know, that that's, they're there to, you know, sharpen your axe. <laughs> Smooth seas never made for a skilled sailor. Any challenge or th- something that bubbles up a challenge in you is happening for, for that reason. So if you can say, oh, great, I get the opportunity now to, to be something different uh, on these 
social media platforms or what have you. I can, I can, I can be vulnerable. I can be authentic. I, a vulnerability is like the new superpower, in my opinion. People, every time someone does a vulnerable share that, you know, something to the effect of, man, I really was scared to say this. I wasn't going to do it. I didn't know if I should. I overcame. I shared. I exposed my, my vulnerability and put on your surprise face. What happens? Everyone like just adores it, gives them all the love and support. So we have the opportunity to lean into those fears. I, I challenge each of you listening, go go do something. I, I'm, I'm sure a lot of you posted pictures or thoughts about, you know, the, the highlights of your life. How about posting something vulnerable that will actually show a, a side of you that, that it show your vulnerability and and as a result, impact someone else in a way that's really meaningful, that authenticity, really reaching out and touching them. That's, I think, the next level of how we can start using some of these platforms to get more mileage out of them, so to speak. Yes, that's beautiful. A really, really beautiful. This is so powerful. And what you're saying is something, you know, I'm listening to you speak and you, you said something about, you know, people sharing their vulnerability. You know, for me, this has been coming up a lot because, you know, a lot of times people think because I'm a shaman, I have it all together. And I always say, because you're a shaman or a guru or if you're a saint or a priest or whatever, you're still in a human biological space suit. You don't have it. You don't have it all together. And, you know, and I am also going through my own process of engagement of love with accessing certain levels of my own vulnerability and just really sharing it with everybody in the world so that it can be more open to help people like go, oh, wow, Shaman Durek isn't like this perfect being who has it all figured out. He's also in this growing. And so I can also bring information to him as well, too. And I love that because... It's so important. What would you say to someone who is creating idols? You know, because you know you came out of the mm. world of the Bible, and there is a, a saying in the Bible that says, uh, "Do not worship false idols." What is your thoughts about that? Speak on that. Ah, uh, uh, I'd love to. Yeah. So you know how someone is still growing, in, in my opinion. You know how you know someone is still growing they're still here. <laughs> if you're in 3D, it's because there's a potential for growth. It's actually the underlying reason of why, why you're here, right? So if someone's here, that means they've got room for, for growth and expansion. So, you know, what we are uh, uh, aspiring to is massively infinite. So there's a lot of room for level up still. The further you go, the further you are because source is infinite. It's like every time you reach a new plateau and ah, I've made it, there's a new vista that opens up before you that expands into infinity. That's what you are. So humility is the key word. Uh, to, to quote one of my brother's songs, humility is the key word when faced with these lessons, right? And it's, uh, it, it truly is. So, and, and as I sprinkle into my show, I say it, and I've already said it here today, and I, I, I love saying it all the time because it's true. We teach best what we most need to learn, right? Uh, Lao Tzu said, why is the, the sea king of a hundred streams? Because it lies below them, therefore it is king of a hundred streams. So when you talk about this idea of a guru or any of these things, I re I'm, I'm with you on that. It's like, no, when someone refers to me as a guru, I really, it's not my preference. I don't want them to say that. You know, you, I, I, I don't diss them for saying it, but I, I'm quick to point out like, hey, I'm here growing just like you are. I may have some things figured out that you haven't yet or be teaching or leading in this moment. But guess what? In the next moment, 
you know, I'll be learning and listening in the student. I mean, when you were on my show, I was like student in the front of the class taking notes, you know? So it was, and, and I, and, and having the humility to, to do that is, it really actually shows spiritual maturity that you, you know, the more you know, the more you realize you don't know. And exactly. so, uh, I, 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 I think, you know, injecting that and you see a lot of people. And I think a big part of this journey for, for a lot of us is going through at least that for some, maybe the moments for one, maybe it's a, a 60 second moment for other. It might be a, you know, 60 days for other. It might be their whole lifetime, 60 years, but, uh, of, of you're waking up and realizing you are the one, right? We all have that. You are the one. I am the one moment because we yeah. all are the one. And, and, you, and that can slip into spiritual narcissism and like, oh, okay, so I'm now better than uh, others. Well, hold on, you're the one, they're you. <laughs> and so everything you see is a reflection of you. You know, the way I view it is, you know, our, 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 our non-physical self, higher self, whatever you want to refer to it as, I kind of uh, visualize it in my head. It's sitting there meditating, imagining this whole construct reality. And I'm a focal point. I, it's all me here, right? So I'm in my own private universe. You're showing up as a mirror to me. You're a prop in my movie. Everything. What's going on in Afghanistan? That's a, a prop in my movie reflecting a story I've told back to me. And I'm the only one in the room. And vice versa, I'm a prop in your movie reflecting this particular flavor of uh, avatar or consciousness back to you. So it's, you know, uh, one of my favorite or uh, favorite quantum physicists out there, Nassim Haramain, who was on my show a while back, he posted an image not too long ago on his Instagram, and it was like this toroidal twist. And, it, it, you know, uh, explaining it doesn't really do it justice, but if you can imagine like this twisting object and, and it's just focal points on it, uh, twisting into eternity. And the way he put it in his post with it, he goes, take any point on this twisting tor toroidal field, take any point and know that that is the center. And so I, I, to me, that really kind of put it into a, a perspective, like you are the center of your own private universe. Everything is is showing up as a reflection of you. It's all, you're the only one in the room. And, but, but it is all you. So you, you, you are, you may be, uh, one with the greatest soul, you know, from a, from a, if we were to judge someone as, oh, this is the most greatest enlightened soul ever. You're, you're, yes, you're one with that, but you're also one with the person, you know, sleeping under the bridge down the street. So I think when you really understand it, 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 demands humility to to be injected otherwise you know you're sort of on that stage where you're you're so full of yourself that you know you you're missing the point right and that the understanding too is you know you have the the, the thing what I what I see and you know is that you have this amazing society of people but on our planet, we keep looking for the Athenas, the Apollos. We keep looking for those who are greater than us, for us to admire, instead of us being able to look at our own reflection as a symbolism of power and energy and strength and wisdom and all of these different things. And what happens is people begin to dis disconnect from their own core center into someone else's center, looking for them to feed them and to interject in them everything that they feel that's missing from them. What would you say to these people? 
Oh, I have something that I find very powerful and helpful to say to, to, to these people. And that is this. A lot of time what those people are doing is they're seeing someone like you, for example, this powerful presence with so much wisdom in, that you're tapping into. And they're saying, wow, I really like that. I really admire that. But I could never do that. And that's not me. And, you know, instead, and that's... It, instantly disempowering and then can even lead to this unhealthy sort of guru kind of thing, right? Where I'm giving my power to this person and to, you know, tell me who and what I should be or what I should do because I don't know and you have all the answers. And and, and that happens a lot uh, because people are starting from a place of, of, of insecurity and not knowing their own power and worth. So what I, I like to say to people is whenever you bump up against something or you bump up, this happens a lot with physical beauty, right? Someone, uh, so many women out there listening can probably relate to having at least a moment or maybe many moments where you see that stunning woman and like, wow, I don't have that. Like, I, I you know, I, I wish I looked like that or, or whatever. Or it happens with guys too. Wow, look at him. Like, uh, you know, and now look at me. And what I would say is anyone that you are attracting into your field is not there to show you that you're less than them. You're, you're attracting them into your field because out of 7 billion people on the planet, the, 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 the fact that you bumped up against them in any way, shape, or form uh, is... It's, it's one in seven billion, right? It's like hitting the lotto a hundred times in a row. It's so unlikely that you would bump up against anyone what I say is they're actually a close enough vibrational match to you that you're calling that essence that you like or admire in them so closely. You're such a powerful creator. You've called it in the form of a, a you know, of a reflection. And it's not there to show you that you're not it. It's showing you that, hey, that essence is actually now uh, emanating right around you. In, in, in it's, it's yours too. So take it on. So look at them and say, wow, look at that beautiful reflection of me. I love seeing and feeling it and taking that in and connecting with it. Not, it, not oh, I'm not that. And then pushing it away. You know, and then you push away what you called in. So to me, that is like a game changer. If you can start taking that perspective into your interactions with those that you admire, you will start seeing the attributes of those you admire now uh, being embodied and in, in flowing through you instead of something outside of you that you give your power away to. That is powerful. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that if we could really begin to hold that space um, in the way that we operate and think as people in the, the structure that we have around us that's constantly bombarding us with like billboards and like TV and who's Kim Kardashian, who's hot, who's not, and what's on the red carpet and who's got their award and how much lifestyle they have, what kind of house they live in, what is their bling and all this kind of stuff. And really get out of this, this need to kind of fill those holes. You know, like one of the theories that I always had was that the reason why we have this constant scarcity thinking is because of how much toys we were given as children and the need to keep mm. seeing the commercials and wanting more toys. And so we don't feel that we're fulfilled unless we have more. What do you feel um, when it comes to this idea of more? What would you say to them in regards to that? You know, I, I can look at my own journey. Uh, you know, you sometimes see that the child who was given everything, you know, maybe really wealthy uh, parents and, and handed everything on a silver platter. You know, I, I look at that now and say, oh man, what a challenging road you were given. You know, wow, that's, you really signed up for something challenging because it's, it, you, you lose perspective 
uh, on the value of uh, achieving anything for yourself. So as far as physical objects, you know, to, to fulfill you, it's like, that's a hole and a void that I would say, if that's something you find yourself really doing a lot of, you really need to examine like, what you're, what am I trying, what, what void am I trying to fill? Because you, you need nothing external of yourself. I mean, anything that you're doing is you're doing it because you think you'll feel better in the having of it. Well, you can feel when you fully understand the predicament, not predicament, the, the nature of the situation in which you find yourself, you're an eternal being that's always been and always will be. You're as change is guaranteed. So if you don't like something, don't worry, it's changing. Um, and, it, you know, you're the prince or princess waking up in the castle right now. You're remembering, you know, you're, you're, you're sitting on the back of a whale fishing for a minnow, right? The gold is all under your feet. It's all within in you, you know, om mane padme home, behold the jewel within, uh, something to that effect, right? It's like, it's, it's, it's all inside of you. And, you know, I just read the book recently, The Surrender Experiment. And, you know, his whole thing is he, he by constantly meditating, he, he achieved the state where it, it was so incredibly fulfilling, enriching, and blissful. He, his challenge became, not the, the Michael Singer, the author, his challenge became in his early 20s, like, I just want to sit in the woods and meditate because there's nothing that compares to beholding the jewel within. So, you know, if you're reaching for shiny things on the outside, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll kill your suspense. You're going to find in the end, it just doesn't, you know, it's like Jim Carrey said, I wish everyone could be rich and famous so they could see it's not where it's at, right? And so... I would say it's a great opportunity to examine yourself and what it is. Be willing to ask the tough questions. Why am I trying to fulfill myself through these external things? If I, I understand and believe, or at least I'm open to the idea theoretically that uh, all, all fulfillment comes from an internal place, not not anything external. Those are all reflections and, and projections. You know, there is no out there out there. Why would I be chasing the shadows in a sense, sh mm -hmm. you know, chasing the reflections? What is it I'm trying to fulfill, fill in myself? How can, and how can I do that without chasing, you know, externally? Just stop, stop the madness and to start to tune into, you know, uh, my inner self. Uh, through whatever means you find that meditation, whatever practices, you know, practicing shifting your perspective to drum up the vibration of peace, happiness, fulfillment. Um, these are just streams. Uh, they're like radio channels that we tune into. And it, once you start learning that, hold on, I can sit here in the room alone and tune into uh, vibrations that make me cry from joy and wonder at the beauty of this, you know, tapestry that's being woven here. All all for me because something, some part, I'm so loved that this has been done for me. It's like, you know, that's, that's going to take you down the path of true fulfillment ultimately. Oh my goodness. The way you speak, it's so fire, it's fire. I love it. I know the tribe loves it for sure. The tribe is lit. They're like on fire. They're all dancing right now, listening to you. <laughs> Hey Tribe, I want to share with you a lit verified product called Monk Oil. Monk Oil makes beautiful skin potions that were created to help people navigate modern life. 
I've been using this product for so many years. Monk Oil City Skin Potion is the real deal magic potion applied to the skin made and for city dwellers in New York City. Monk Oil helps us to be our best in all environments and not just when everything is totally ideal. There are four types of city skin potions, each with a specific intention and effect. The potions speak to different parts of us and work on different levels of our body, soul, and spirit. Dawn City Skin Potion is a poem, a love song to the optimism of California coast and sunrise. And if you're feeling stuck, hatred, empathy, hardness, this potion will soften and hug you. Think of dewy pink dawn providing tenderness and hope to even the darkest night. Dawn monk oil can help bring love to a situation even when it seems that it can't happen or that you can't muster up the love for oneself or another. It directly supports the daily revival of active love in your life and renewal, like the dawn, and has a nurturing effect on its wearer. It is easy to become constricted and world-weary Living in big cities, Dawn City Skin Potion keeps us coming from a place of openness and optimism for ourselves and for others so that we may be of service to humanity. It also truly helps tame and soften difficult people with a kind of embrace. Monk Oils potions are made using ethically sourced organic base oils and essential oils Every potion has flower essences in them that work on healing the capacity with your life force and a crystal to further activate the potion. This is powerful, everyone, and a must-need product and lit verified. They are conjured with love and intention on full moons, new moons, solstices, equinoxes, and all other cosmically beautiful days in New York City. You can learn more about Monk Oil and their different potions at www.monkoil.com. Monk Oil is excited to offer a 25% discount on all the trios of three different potions with the offer code of TRIOS Shaman Durg. That's T-R-I-O Shaman Durg for those in U.S at www.monkoil.com. Stay lit, tribe. I can tell you. Oh, it, it, I'm so lovely. Thank you for that. <laughs> no, it's so true. Like, like, when you speak, you speak so eloquent and so like just straight to the core of energy. And then you blast out the energy, like all these molecules of fire and energy just blasting out with all the knowledge and wisdom that's coming through you that it's like ricocheting into every part of our body. And we're just lit. And I just feel it. Like I'm like shaking my hands. I'm like dancing over here, you know? <laughs> Isn't it beautiful how I do that and how 
You do that. That's the same thing I noticed when you were on my show and you're, you're doing these 10 minute rants. I'm sitting there like, Oh my gosh, the vibration from this, this reflection is so powerful. Like, and in this extends to all of you listening. I am a reflection of you. Shaman is a reflection of you. This is just you reflecting you back to you. You have the same power to do the same, to tap into the same amount of uh, inspiration in spirit, right? It's it's wonderful that we all are doing this together. Yes, it really is. It really, really is. So okay. let's talk. Let's so let's talk about. You know, we have you know we have society, and we have society that's spanning across the globe, on all these pockets of cities and so forth, with all of its technologies and all in, and everything that's encompassing it. What you know with all of that comes this great distraction of, you know, I have to be on my Instagram. I have to be doing this thing and, and checking out this and doing that and all of these different things that we're told that we have to do. Again, told. And we mm-hmm. think that because we're told, because it's being presented to us, that we have to engage, yep. right? But then there's that, there's that part of us that really requires a sense of nature, a sense of balance, a sense of nurturing. What would you say to someone to be able to create that balance where we know we have to be in that field of energy, but do we have to really engage into every single thing that's taking place? What's your thoughts on that? Oh, great. I love your questions. They're all so good. Um, So, you know, Osho said, don't just do something, sit there. It's like, you know, work smarter, not harder when you're talking about creating anything that you want to see in your life. It's like getting into vibrational alignment, then taking action. And if you want to know the results of your action, and this is speaking from someone who's chased a lot of rabbits, who has a lot of energy, more ideas than I can keep up with. And it took me a long time to realize every idea is not an idea for me that I'm meant to chase. We, we are tapped into this collective consciousness and, you know, it's, it's, it's shared. So, uh, you know, as you become more open hearted, as you open your energy fields, you're going to be ideas you're tapping into, you know, this better than anyone, right? It's like, you're able to tap into all kinds of things. So, you know, learning to have a little bit of discretion, just because something flows through me doesn't mean I have to chase it. And, and letting it sit with you and, and then seeing what, the flow of the the universe actually shows you in some cases if it is something you're meant a rabbit you're meant to to pursue the white rabbit you're meant to go down the rabbit hole uh after then it will continue to leave these clues for you so and 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 if you want to know the end result of any uh of the myriad of opportunities that are going to pop up for you as you become more and more open and come into your power um if you want to know the the first of all uh, you know really tap into what is my highest excitement, right? Uh, yeah. Because there are a lot of things that will excite you, but there's some that are, you know, the greatest and greatest version of yourself, the one that's the most fulfilling. That's what you want to hold out for, right? You don't want to uh, sell yourself short and, and marry on the first date. So uh, you want to really remain open. And if you want to know what the, you know, follow that highest excitement and then anything that you're doing, if you want, if you're wondering what will be the end result of anything you're doing, there's a shortcut. Look at what is the intention of the activity? If you, you tap in and be really truthful and honest and authentic with yourself, what is my underlying intention? And whatever your underlying intention is, that will be the 
the end result of your, it will be a match vibrationally to whatever that intention is. And sometimes it's, you're, you're, you have a really good intention and you pursue something and it doesn't necessarily pan out from, from one perspective, the way you had maybe envisioned, but that's, it's a stepping stone leading, it led to you meeting someone else who led somewhere else, who led somewhere else. And, and at some point you'll see, as long as your intention and whatever you're doing is the, the, the most expanded love based intention you can, uh, embody, you, you cannot miss uh, having uh, results that mirror that. So, you know, I would say always tune in and be really honest with yourself. What is the intention? I'm cur- I don't know if this is going to work or not work. Well, what is the intention? Okay, great. Then if the intention is really based in love and you feel and it's, and it's highly exciting to you, pursue it. It may, it may just be a stepping stone. It may be the end all for you. Who knows? But, you know, then it becomes this game of it's not if, but when sort of the, the rewards and gifts show up and it becomes like, you know, it, it's kind of like, you know, we celebrated Christmas in my house in Virginia growing up in a Christian household is like, what's better Christmas day or Christmas Eve? I don't know. I might would argue Christmas Eve. It's kind of good not to always know. And anything that you can think of that for yourself, that would be a lot of times what happens is, and I've done this myself, where I get attached to an idea of what I'm supposed to do or who I'm supposed to be. And at the detriment of allowing that to have just been a stepping stone to get me to what you know, higher self ha- can see the chessboard from a perspective you never could. <laughs> so, it, you know, whatever you're envisioning, it's okay to put it out there and it's okay to follow your excitement, but do it with a healthy sense of detachment because there may be something even greater that you can't see that's waiting for you. And then we end up stuck on these ideas of what we're supposed to be or do in the world. And then it, it, it kind of holds us from, from uh, elevating to that next uh, stage in our in our uh, unfolding of our of our Christmas story. <laughs> I love that. Let I, Santa Claus come to town, dang it. <laughs> no, I love that you, you said Christmas story. <laughs> You're great. <laughs> You're so fun. I love it. So so my question to you is like, okay, so I every I hear everything you're saying and it's so beautiful and it's so like on point and it's so needed to be heard right now at this day and age because of where we are and where we need to focus our attention in order to create true intention, right? And so if we're stepping into this place of like, okay, I get everything you're saying, the tribe is listening and they're like, okay, how do I deal with the people around me who are not stepping into that space, who are judging me, who are saying comments like, this mm-hmm. sounds crazy. What are you thinking? Like you, mm-hmm. you're, you're, you come from a Christian family. Like how can you dare go into a, a breathing workshop or work with a shaman or even just like, how dare you even just step into a place of doing something that's outside of everything that we have been brought up in. You know, the people are getting a lot of onslaught from a yeah. lot of the people around them because people are thinking they're cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. How do, what, what's your thoughts on that? <laughs> I love that you said cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Um, they're actually pretty tasty, although I don't eat sugary cereal too much these days, but that's a good one if you're going to do it. Here's the thing. We can never truly be free until we, you know, until we stop caring what others think. You know, I, I quoted Osho a little bit ago. And uh, he said something also, you know, uh, once you stop caring, and I'm paraphrasing because I don't have it exactly in front of me, once you stop 
being living your whole life concerned what others think, you can go from being the lamb to the to the roar of the lion that you're meant to become. And you know, it's it's a big one because we are such sensitive instruments, such sensitive beings, and we, we care so deeply about others, and especially if we're empathic and sensitive, and a lot of people, almost everyone on this path is, is, is that, right? And so you're feeling what they're feeling, and you're caring what they think, and that's just something we've got to put down. You know, it's, 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 it's gotta be, it's okay that it ran its course and that you lived a lot of your life based off of what others perceive or think. You know, at some point, you got to understand that they're there to challenge you to, you know, it's like you talked about on the path of shamanism, you're being, you challenged to the hilt to see if you can embody this power, right? It's the same kind of thing. Like you're going to be, they're challenging you. Do you really, are you really willing to commit? Are you willing to commit at the, you know, scowls uh, of your neighbors and friends and your family who you love so dearly? Are you really, do you really want this? Let's see. So they're there. If you can understand, if you can understand the, the, the perspective in that way, if you can see it from that perspective, you know that, okay, they're there to, to, to give me the opportunity to say, yes, I do really mean this. And it's okay that you don't see it or get it yet. And maybe you'll get it in a day, in a month, in a year, in another lifetime. At the end of the day, if you're living your life based off concerns of what someone else thinks, others think, you're in prison your whole life. But because it, it, it's, it's a fool's errand because you can never, ever, ever win that game because there will always be someone new that comes in to hold you down. Oh, this is a person who's energetically saying they want to they wanna be a puppet on a string at the whims of trying to please others. Okay, that's what you create with your creatorship. Excellent. I'll give you, I'll give you a, a, a laundry list of... Um, characters to show up in your movie to play that role for you. So get dancing. It's like, no, you don't want to be that puppet on a string. We're here to cut the strings and become a sovereign uh, individual soul that is connected with this vast understanding of our creatorship and and tapping and allowing our higher self and source to, to live through us. We're, we're, our aim is to help expand their perspective to hopefully come and join us. And, and if you're letting them bring you down vibrationally, you're not serving anyone or anything. And it's, you know, the greatest sin you can commit against yourself is is not living your own truth for uh, someone else. Wow. All I can say is, wow, 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 wow. That, I mean, I could just sit back literally and just like listen to you all day. <laughs> I think so- I feel the same thing for you. I feel the exact same way of when you were talking on my show. I'm like, I could do this three more hours. This is incredible. Yeah, that's what I feel. I'm like, wow. I could just sit back and listen to like, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do when we connect? We're just gonna be like up all night talking and just sharing <laughs> and sharing and like it's so beautiful. I love that. So my thing also too is like. You know, and I love what you said. I want to add to the conversation when it comes to being a parent, right? Because a lot of times people have, you know, they, they're stepping into parental roles. They are parents and they have kids, you know, and like, what would you say into, to these parents when it comes to raising your child? Because if you're already on this spiritual path, 
do you do you share that with your kid? Do you invite them into mm-hmm. it, or do you let them find their own way, or what? Like, what would you say? Well, you know, as a parent myself, uh, the way I approached. It, Parenting was quite different than than my parents, uh, who kind of come from the old old school sort of perspective of you know respect your elders and I mean I think respecting everyone is good but you know like children are lesser beings in some way so first thing and I always say is be very very aware like these it's it's what I post on social media to my friends I just did it this morning uh, I always say happy 3D incarnation anniversary like. Your, your child was not created, you know, if they're three years old. They weren't created three years ago. They incarnated in the physical dimension three years ago. And typically, not going to say always, you would probably have better insight into this than me, but in, in many cases, the souls coming in as the children are sort of the evolution, the next version of the parent in a way. You know, I have, I have like these crazy synchronicity stories around my birthday. And part of that is I was born on my dad's birthday. And so he's this very staunch religious. Actually, right now, as we speak, he's out door knocking, inviting people to his, his very conservative Christian church, right? So I can look at him and not in a judgmental way, but say, okay, I, you know, we have that same birthday. We're obviously father and son. There's a, there's a, there's a soul family connection here for sure, and physical family connection. It's like, but from one perspective, I believe I'm the evolution of that energy, right? Uh, we're both very passionate about spiritual things in, in, you know, at different places in that journey. So, you know, in, in, in his perspective is very black and white and very simple. And I, I sometimes I'm like dumbfounded that, how, you know, how, how is this all you can see? But then of course I released that and say, oh, release any judgment with that and know that he's right where he needs to be uh, to become the next greatest and grandest version of himself and it's all perfect. But if I had to guess, he's probably had less physical incarnations than me. He's a younger soul in this journey into, into physicality that we sign up that spans lifetimes. So, you know, if you can look at your child and think, okay, there's a good chance this, you know, I always say with my son, I'm very much like, so childlike. I feel like, you know, I, I still feel like I'm a kid. He's always been like an old man. I mean, when he's 10 years old, he was like, yeah, I just feel like I've been here, done it all before a little bit and hard to get him as excited as, and I'm so excitable. And, um, and so, you know, I always jokingly say he's definitely been the father more than I have. And, you know, he's just that, such that old soul essence. And mm-hmm. I, I, and, and so, Understand that even just because they were incarnated at a later linear date than you has nothing to do with where they're at in their development. And very quite likely, they have a lot to teach you and maybe from, you know, more advanced in, in, in on some levels. And so that's... So when you're approaching talking about these kinds of concepts, take that into consideration. If you're already resonating with these perspectives and awareness, you know, uh, I'm pretty sure at the very least they can handle being exposed to your perspectives. And I think a very healthy thing to say is, hey, this is what I believe. This is what I feel. You decide for yourself what you feel, you know, and uh, when you give them the the respect and, and empower them to decide for themselves, I think that's a very uh, important thing to do. Treat them as as equals, you know, not to say you shouldn't 
ever have the moments where you're meant to be the guide and parent, make sure they don't run in the street because their brain hasn't fully developed and, you know, whatever. Um, but but at, at a very deep level, understand that this is a powerful, powerful soul that is uh, that has has a sole contract with you to sort of steward them, you know, through adolescence and childhood. And that is a sacred contract and a sacred gift. And if you can handle the information, you know, I'm pretty sure that they can at least be exposed to it. Maybe they have a different path and will take a totally different path. And of course, that may be happening for you. I know for me, that would be challenging. If I were to have a child who didn't see and, you know, like didn't get any of the things that I'm, I believe and talk about so passionately and were to go some complete opposite direction, uh, I would ultimately land on, well, that's happening for me to sharpen my ax, that, that they're, they're, they're showing up to teach me in some way not to have these uh, expectations or what have you. And, and, that, and I would learn it. I would, I would look at it as what is the opportunity for growth here, ultimately. But uh, I would say, certainly, for me, I didn't, I didn't hold back to, you know, exposing my child to all of my beliefs. And, uh, and, you know, he had even his moments where he wanted to rebel a little bit against it. And, you know, uh, now as he's, he's getting older, he's like, yeah, but you know, it's hard to rebel against your parent when they're like, when they're really cool. <laughs> I always jokingly <laughs> say. So I was like, good luck, Brad. I'm like too cool for you to rebel against. So, um, but he tried and, uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's really what my, what my uh, my thought is 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 you know let them make it up make up their own mind. But I think I, I was always one. I didn't hide anything. You know, I, I did psychedelics with my son for the first time. Uh, you know, uh, or with his first experience. I'd rather him have that experience with me than with someone else. So, you know, like me in some shady spot. You know, it's like I, I I'm someone who's just been very very open in this way, sharing everything, not hiding anything. That to me is, is, is the best path. But of course you have to decide for yourself, you know, um, not everyone thinks and feels the exact same way. And I respect that too. Right. How, how old is your child? He is 19. Oh, he's 19 now. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Now it makes sense. Okay. Cause people are like, what? Psychedelics with your child? But yeah. 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 He's all, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, I'm 44. He's 19. So. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. So I, you know, it's interesting because I think it's very true. You know, I have this whole mentality that I talk to with all my friends who have children, which is like, you really give respect to your children. I even have an Instagram page called um, Little Wise Ones, which is all about children mm. sharing knowledges about what they feel about life, about parents, about, you know, the things that they see and experience. And I think what happens is, is that we, you know, we get into this idea that I've seen, I've seen it, you know, with so many people is that they feel like, you know, they start having a child for the sake of having that child deal with the things that they didn't accomplish or the things that they didn't work through. And they start pushing a lot of their expectations on that kid to vicariously live through their kid and the things that they didn't do for themselves. And I think that's the incorrect way of operating. I think we need to get more into the, rec the recognition of, you know, hi, welcome to planet Earth. Why are you here? Uh, let me support you creating a container so that you can figure that out. And then I will support you with whatever it is that you, you choose to do. Because I think a lot of people on this planet do a lot of things as far as like their work or what they call work, but I call it love. The things that they, they do, but I call it work if they are doing something they don't love. Because, you know, even yeah. the word work, which is very interesting, like the word work literally means to toil, to 
to suffer, to be um, controlled into action. So it comes wow. back to all these different languages, like from Italian language, like Lavoro, from, you know, all of the different languages. If you go back and look at all the ancient languages in like both the Latin and all of the Grecian languages of the word work, it means literally to suffer, um, to f- fulfill a task for someone who's, you know, wow. putting oppression on you. And yet we use it so loosely, you know, instead of just really getting into a place like, am I working? Am I in slave mode or am I in love mode, which is loving on the thing and engaging in something that I love and really creating that because there's so many people on this planet who are engaging in things they don't love. So speaking of that, what would you say to the people who are engaging in things they don't love and it's creating nothing but pain and suffering and inflammation and cancer and all kinds of things in their life that they don't even realize is being created because they're in something they don't love. What would you say to those people? What would be your wisdom for them? I would say... Love is the answer. Now, what was the question? <laughs> That's my favorite quote. Uh, it's like, no, I, I, love is the answer to that question. It's like, it, actually, I had a, I had a um, guest on and he'd be great. You two actually together would be amazing. Derek Rydall, um, one of my favorite guests on my show. And he talked about this very topic. And he talked about, you know, he was an actor and he had had some success. And then it kind of, he had a down turn in his success and he had to go wait tables and he was humiliated because he was actually waiting tables on people that had been his colleagues before and you know and then it the light bulb went on and he's like well if I'm going to be doing this work right I'm going to turn it into love I'm going to love the work that I find myself the situation that I find myself in you know and and he started just I'm going to be the best waiter I can possibly be. And he just became this incredible waiter with bringing all this high vibration to the the workplace and into his tables. And he quickly became like, you know, by far, I mean, everyone else, people actually even started getting mad at him because he was outshining them so much that, you know, they were making him, he was making them look bad. And what ultimately ended up happening is he he elevated his vibration so much so that he was no longer a match for the job the the work he made he brought love to the situation which he had resented and resisted right what we resist persist what you accept you move through and he said okay i'm here I'm, i must be here for a reason a master embraces whatever shows up because they know it's it's exactly what they need to step into the next greatest and greatest version of themselves so anyone out there listening who's in a position where they're very unhappy with what they're doing you've probably offered a lot of resistance to it. I'm really unhappy with this. I'm really, I don't like it. I don't want it. I want something different. Well, as a creator, what are you creating more of, right? It's like we talked about when you were on my show, the Japanese uh, idea of when when someone, you cut someone out of your life, it's like they don't even exist anymore. You give it no energy. And it's the same kind of thing. It's like, uh, you start saying, okay, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm going to stop resisting. I'm, I, I trust the universe so much that I know I must be here because it's the best place out of all possibilities for me. It doesn't mean I'm going to be here forever, but while I'm here, I'm going to become the lighthouse. You know, where do they put a lighthouse? They don't put it a bun- next to a bunch of other lighthouses. They put it, you know, standing alone in the darkness. So maybe you're in this dark, nasty workplace, perhaps, right? Be the lighthouse there. 
and, Ooh, and, and start start lighthouse belongs in the darkness you were put there to activate right where you are wherever you are you know you were put there to activate there and if you like Derek Rydall if you uh and I, I would encourage anyone to go listen to the, uh, there's a few episodes with him and one of them I can't remember which he talks about that story and it's so inspiring because he literally went from waiting tables to they fired him because he was too, you know, it's like he didn't belong anymore because his vibration was so high. And he ended up like within a month later, he's like being jetted around the world on a private jet doing teaching people and like it just like everything unfolded. So when you understand all the change comes from that internal state. And so my answer, and that's I kind of answered it jokingly, right in a very short way, you know, when you first asked, Love is the answer. Now, what was the question? That It's always the answer. If you bring love to what you're doing, you will find you no longer become a match for something that is not uh, really that, that much of a match for it. You will, you will um, level up. And you'll find yourself being fired. The other job will appear. The you'll you'll literally just uh, float into a new situation, and you'll so appreciate the new situation because you did it. You realize you weren't disempowered and stuck. You've never been disempowered and stuck. You've only believed that you've been disempowered and stuck, and now you have the knowledge that hold on, I hold all the cards, and all I've got to do is bring love, and that's going to transform everything to reflect that. Wow. You know why I'm saying wow? Because there's so many people who write me and say to me, I'm at this horrible job. I have this horrible people I'm working with. I have this family reunion I have to go to. I'm at Christmas time with the family and I'm just disgusted. I feel horrible. I feel this. I feel that. And, and I, when you said, be the lighthouse, all of the room lit up with energy for all of these people. And I know they're listening. Mm. And so that is so beautiful. I'm so happy. This is so wonderful. Your knowledge and the way you express it, it's just, ugh, it's nourishing the tribe. It's nourishment. It's true spiritual, mental, emotional, physical nourishment on a cellular level. It's so wonderful. Thank you so, so much. So one of my last questions I want to ask you is more in reference to, you know, what is the the thing in that we all, it's like, it's like the thing that we're all looking for within ourselves to take the action to be assert to be of service to another person. What is that thing? And what would you say that is? And what was that for you to like, because look, yeah, you walked away from, you know, um, from your, from your belief systems and you went into another, you went into the question mark, you went into the unknown and you discovered and you found. Okay, but what was the thing that actually shifted you into an act of service to create, you know, the Positive Head, this amazing podcast that is so wonderful and so powerful and has so many beautiful people that you have gathered and brought into a space to share intellectual conversations with that are inspiring, lifting and shifting people. What is the thing in people? What is that? What is that thing that makes you become a certain, be, turn from, from the place of student into 
being of service? Mm-hmm. Or are you doing both? I, I definitely am doing both. You know, I wear different hats at different times. It's like, I, you know, as I mentioned earlier, I, I feel like we teach best what we most need to learn. And I really always try and inject humility and, and know that, you know, the more I know, the more I realize I don't know. And, um, you know, but the thing that really turned me on with this, it's like Gandhi said, uh, if you want to find yourself, lose yourself in the service of others. And, I would expand on that by saying the reason why there are no others. So, you know, I've done some, I've had a pretty cool journey, you know, from a a band that did some cool things and, you know, uh, some success, uh, you know, uh, some pretty sizable success as an entrepreneur and nothing has been as fulfilling as getting, you talked about people reaching out to you, you know, reaching out and saying, oh my gosh, I was so depressed and down and out. And I found this show, my perspective's completely turned around. And that the feeling of being able to touch someone's life because, you know, if, there are no others. So if you want something for yourself, once you really start grounding this wisdom into your world and understanding that it's all extensions of you, uh, of you everywhere you go, you're there waiting for yourself. Once you really get that, it becomes a game of, Okay, you're you're here in front of me. How do I serve? How do I serve myself? And not in a way that disempowers you. You know, first you got to have to to really give. The fountain's got to be overflowing, right? You don't want to deplete yourself. It's very it's very important that 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 you're tapped in. And 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 the way to really keep yourself always overflowing is to always keep your heart open. I talked about the um the surrender experiment earlier. The other book that Michael Singer wrote, The Untethered Soul, it has a powerful teaching lesson, which is understanding that all of the energy from source comes through the heart being open. So if your heart is open, you and you can, most people are living their lives where if this happens, my heart opens. If this happens, it closes. If I smell <laughs> this food and I have a good memory, then my heart opens. If I smell this food and I used to get beatings when that was being cooked, my heart closes. So if if you understand and can be, it's like, it's not only a physical valve, it's a spiritual valve. And if you understand that you have been living your life it's like taking a Ferrari. You have a Ferrari uh, that you're driving, but then it's like, it's like stop, start. You're like jerking down the road. Oh, heart open. I'm getting fast. Oh, never mind. She just said uh, something that triggered me and now my heart's closed. And, it, you know, so if you can understand that having an open heart is the source, it, it allows this spiritual energy to flow through you all the time, then you become, and you just train yourself instead of subconsciously opening and closing the heart valve all the time. Only thing that's important in this moment as I show up is that my heart remain open. And if you can train yourself to do that, uh, like you do so well, by the way, you know, when we first connected, I was like, wow, this person's shaman's heart is so open. Wow, it feels so good. So that energy is just overflowing from you now because you've trained yourself to to just leave that heart valve open no matter what. And and so now you're like this fountain. So you're not getting depleted when you're sharing with others. And because you're, it's, it's sort of like you're just a conduit. It's flowing through you. So when you can understand there are no others, you're going to find, and that's why service is always going to be your highest calling. In some way, service is going to be involved because you can only get what you give away, right? Like, so that's the path. If you, if you ever have the opportunity to give away something that you want for yourself, 
do it, do it, do it, do it. Because that's how you, that's how you receive. <laughs> it is in giving that you receive and because you're giving to self. So you're always going to feel the energetic repercussions of anything that you do to another because there are no others. You're doing it to you and you're going to feel the energetic repercussions. So once you can understand that conceptually, you retrain yourself to always have your heart open. If you don't know your path yet, enjoy Christmas Eve, right? Enjoy that ride. No, it's not if, but when exactly what's right for you is so right for you. You're the only person that can play that role on this planet. No one can play it better because you are the one that it's meant for you and you're meant for it. And trust and move into faith into that. Know that it will involve service in some way. Always give away what you want for yourself to someone else and train your heart to be open and you'll never run out of energy. You'll be completely energized all the time uh, if you don't allow external things to cause you to close, cut yourself off source by closing your heart. Wow. Well, you know what? Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> you are amazing, 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 amazing. <laughs> so, yes, we all are. Yes, we all yes, are we amazing. Are. Yes, we are. So, thank you so much for your wisdom and for your knowledge. And how can people, you know, get more from you? Well, of course, the, the podcast is the, is the primary way. If uh, you care to ever tune in, it's the Positive Head Podcast. And you can find it, uh, you know, anywhere that podcasts are, are played, uh, any of the platforms. You know, if you want to follow me on social media, there's a Positive Head page, positive underscore head. And then my personal page is optimistic. And it's spelled like M-Y-S-T-I-C. The O is actually a zero. So on Instagram, zero, you know, and then optimistic, uh, spelled M-Y-S-T-I-C. So yeah, that's how you, probably the best place. And of course, Facebook, any of the, those are the primary places on social media that uh, that I uh, play around from time to time and connect. And of course, oh, I also have a Facebook group, Positive Heads with an S. And there's about, you know, 6,000-ish or so of us, lovely, lovely soul family connecting, sharing and meeting. It, it's so wonderful to see that tribe come together. You know, my initials actually, you keep saying tribe and it made me think of it. My initials are BBB, try B. And so uh, I, I've always thought, oh, that's speaking of plays on word, that's like tribe, right? That tribe is beautiful. I'm just so, I'm every time I'm ever, you know, the, the support and love and connection and people meeting in real life and forming their own podcasts together and forming, you know, just like so much is bubbling up there. So that's another great, place to, to connect is the Positive Heads Facebook group. And that's actually private so that people can open up with personal questions and things that they may not want, you know, all of Facebook land to see. So uh, that, that's probably the best places. Ah, that's wonderful. So Tribe, you know, you need to go and listen to his podcast. Brandon Beecham is a beautiful and amazing soul, like all of us are. But being a part of each other in this collective family is what it's about. Thank you, Brandon, so much for coming on today's share. And we love you. Oh, I love you so much. I am so honored to connect with you. You are such a beautiful reflection. And uh, I look forward to uh, crossing paths in 3D. I know that is going to be a magical moment. And I uh, I am manifesting that that happens sooner than later because you are, you are it. You are beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, 
Oh, right, tribe. I mean, how lit are we? Are we just riding that lit train, living in that lit rocket, drinking that lit juice, and throwing the lit hammer down, and smashing out the old programs, burning down the house of the old belief systems and structures, and creating a new foundation built on love and built on knowledge of how do we stay constant in self-sustaining love? Not just love that fleets, but self-sustaining love, maintaining love, love that is constant, staying in that ever constant place of unconditional love and truly stepping into that place of service because you get so full that you just want to overflow into someone else's vessel and that's what it's about. And so as we operate into this consciousness and really dissect all the ways and pathways and the neural pathways and all the nebulous corners that are available to us, we can weed out all the things that are not operating in that space of love and transmute it into love and then bring it into the collective. And that's what it's about. And that's what we're doing. That's what you're doing. And I love you for it. And so thank you. So please, for those of you who have not um, chosen to you to follow me on Shaman Dirk, you can if you want to get involved in training or workshops and things that I'm doing, go to my news sign up on my newsletter at shamandirk.com. And also please leave um, a message for on Instagram, um, if you have um, the Instagram to write me, if you have questions about anything, and if you want to leave a, a review on iTunes, please feel free to do so so we can invite more people. Please share the share with all the people you love because it's about bringing our soul collective family together so that we can walk in leadership and lead the light forward for all sentient beings. So thank you so much. I love you so much. And until next time, goodbye. Hello Tribe, this podcast is sponsored by Four Sigmatic. Four Sigmatic is a natural superfood company that specializes in mushroom-based drinks that benefit our immunity energy, longevity, and keeping us healthy and enhanced in our lives. Four Sigmatic makes a wide variety of blends, including mushroom coffee, mushroom elixir, hot cacao, matcha, and superfood blends. I believe strongly in this company. I've been taking Four Sigmatic, and it has changed my life. I can't even begin to start my day without a cup of Four Sigmatic in front of me right before I meditate or I do anything from speaking engagements to traveling to doing healing on people or just going out in the world and sharing my immense love for this planet and for everyone on it. I feel lit times 1,000. It is literally shifting the energy in my being. I'm talking firing off those synapses, kicking my body into high gear by awakening those electrons, spinning those electrons, getting my body so on point with my focus, my creativity, and my energy. One of the products that I love the most is the Lion's Mane's Coffee. Lion's Mane promotes productivity and focus, and it was known by shamans and monks who take that into their body for meditation, focus, and clarity so they can really tune in to the energies and absorb the knowledge and information that is coming to them from the spirit world. And as you know, on Ancient Wisdom Today, we like to keep it lit all day 
every day. And how do we do that? By creating magic. And what is magic? Magic is turning up that energy, living our truth, honoring who we are, and doing what's right for us so that we can live a beautiful, powerful, easy, playful, fun, joyous, and just the most powerful life in this now time. So if you don't have Four Sigmatic on your shelf, in your bag, in your briefcase, on the airplane with you, right before you speak, whatever it is that you do, you have to get this. Even for your kids, for your teenagers, pop it in their, in their bag before they go to school. This is the drink that literally makes you think. It is powerful and it is enriched with so many powerful mushrooms and these adaptogens are literally changing the lives of people. And remember, I've talked to you many times before in the past about mushrooms and the networking system of mushrooms when it gets into your body and just really taking your body to a whole new level. So if you're interested in learning more about this amazing company, because I just really want you to know, Tribe, that everything I share with you, I share with you from my heart because I believe in it and I see what it has done for me and my life and all of my friends and family. Go to foursigmatic.com backslash Shaman Durek, and you will get a discount code at your checkout. That's F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C.com backslash Shaman Durek for your 15% off. I love you, tribe. I love you so much. That is the reason why I choose sponsors that are in alignment and authenticity to what this tribe is about. Staying lit, staying focused, staying driven, and changing our planet for the good. Love you. Enjoy the share. Bye.